was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has dropped the Father, we thank you that you're resurrecting us in Christ, the promise that is ours, and all of your blessings. We thank you for being present with us in our worship today, for speaking into our lives, for transforming us. Do all that you desire to do as we gather to worship you this morning. And we pray this through Christ Jesus. Amen. Share a word of greeting with others here in worship. like to invite the ushers forward as we go back to God through our tithes and offerings.
Father, we want to thank you today for all of the ways in which you are involved and working in our lives. As we come this morning and come to worship you and we have been singing about your greatness and your love for us and our love for you, we recognize how often we fall short of not only your desires for us, but our own desires for our lives. We come today acknowledging how much we need you. We thank you for your, your faithfulness, your grace, and your mercy. Father, as we gather today, there are many needs that we represent We pray for all who are grieving and ask for your comforting presence upon them. We pray for all who are struggling with health concerns. We pray especially for John Christensen and Leonard Watson, Florence Tuber and Rosalind Danner and Isabella Doherty, for Tim Nichols and Bob Brown, Louise Princell, for Nancy Cole, for Brian Orbacher, Peter Lingenfelter, Cheryl O'Brien, for Ben King, Dorsa Sepian, for Isla Shea, for Sheldon Emerson, for Bill Getty, for Mike Raybuck, and for Beverett, and for Micah Christensen, and Linda Roth, and for Emily Cricklar, and others who are in our minds and our hearts today. And we pray that your healing grace would be evident in each one of, their, each one of them. Father, we thank you for the ministries of this church. And this morning, we're thinking particularly about our college ministries. And uh, we thank you for the ways in which we serve and, and love each other and help each other. We thank you for this happening in other churches around us as well. We pray today for the First Baptist Church in Angelica, Pastor David Ford. May your grace and mercy be upon this congregation of believers as they serve you and one another and their community. Pour out your blessings upon them. We pray for our nation, for the leaders of our nation. We pray, Father, for uh, the, those who are continuing to recover from tragedies and disasters that continue to mount. We pray for places of the world where refugees have no place to, safe place to lay their heads, where war and violence are everyday life. We pray that you would bring peace and help. We pray for your church around the world, Father, and we, we pray for Alan Shea and his team and working at the Elwa Hospital and Radio Ministry in Monrovia, Liberia, as they work to to provide support and all the, the technological needs of the radio station and the hospital, help them to figure out things and, and to get things working as they need to and to keep them working so that uh, so the people can be served and lives can be changed. We pray, Father, for Pastor Andrew Brunson, who has uh, been in prison for almost two years and will go on trial this month in Turkey simply for proclaiming the gospel. We pray that you will bring about his release and his safety. We pray your blessings upon his family, his church, and for the Christians there and in so many places of the world where we see similar circumstances. In the midst of all of this, let your church be a presence of love and grace and hope. 
where there is very little. Father, we thank you for all of your blessings. We thank you for your grace to us in every moment of life. May we continue to worship you with our hearts, our minds, our souls, our strength, giving all that we are to you and hearing you, listening to you, opening our hearts and lives to you. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our coming King. Amen. Scripture reading today is from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 to 31. After the scripture reading, the children may be dismissed to children's church. Isaiah 40, verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each one of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, I maybe missed it here, and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, especially college students, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. So children, I believe, are dismissed at this time. This is a little different service, a bit of what we called in the 1970s body life. We want to hear from some of our, the body of Christ, and we also want to pray over them. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy this time as much as I will. We're going to hear two testimonies. First, uh, Rachel Hummel, who has been faithful to our church for many years. She was in my small group and survived that. Uh, She's worked with WKFM. And many of you know Rachel, she's from Canada, Uh, that's important, and she's a pre-med student, and she's been on track and cross-country, very active woman for sure, and a great friend of ours. So Rachel's going to share, and then after that, Bjorn, uh, who is that, a tennis player? Bjorn Webb, who you know well, has grown up in Houghton, and uh, I believe a business student, tennis, soccer, and Most of you don't need an introduction to Bjorn. Between the two of them, we'll have a couple songs, but uh, let's enjoy these testimonies as they share what the Lord has done for them.
I've got six minutes, which to a distance runner, uh, yeah, you know what six minutes feels like. Um, so my name is Rachel Hummel, and um, if you don't know me, and I want to thank Dr. Shea for this opportunity to speak. And he said uh, not to spend the whole time thanking the church, but that's what I'm going to do. So pardon me. But um, yeah, I do want to take the six minutes to express um, my deep gratitude um, to the Houghton Wesleyan congregation. Um, college years are formative years, and uh, I want to stress how much um, the congregation really does have a chance to impact young people's lives, especially college students. Um, yeah, this is a time where we ask big questions and think a lot about the future and about the past. Um, so your role in our lives is extremely important to us. Um, and I want to thank you for the incredible job that you have done in uh, encouraging me and being part of my life um, these past, I've actually only been going here for two years, these past two years. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do run cross country and track and field, and our team verse is Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 3, and it talks about the great cloud of witnesses, um, and how, uh, oh, I should have written this down, because now I'm nervous and I forget it, but, uh, <laughs> um, so, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, uh, something about throwing off everything to run the race with perseverance, um, and that idea of the great cloud of witnesses has been really important to me in these past couple months especially, um, thinking about the role of doubt in faith and how doubt is not always a bad thing. Um, yeah, as I was saying, um, college students often ask big questions about the future and um, seeking out God's plan for your life and what does that mean and, and does he have a good plan and is he good and is he loving? And um, I've begun to come to the conclusion that faith isn't so much about correct thinking um, it's not about so much what you believe, but it's about who you believe in and the person that God is, because you're never going to get the correct thinking right. Um, and, uh, yeah, this congregation and the people in it especially have been hugely important in that. I look to your example whenever I have these feelings of, I don't know who God is, or I don't know what I believe, or, and it's, it's your example. I say, okay, okay, Charlie and Connie Smith, they believe, okay, I can do it. All right, all right. Coach Smalley, he believes. Okay, I can do it. Take a deep breath. Keep going. And uh, I know that my own faith isn't sufficient to, to get me through. I, uh, I flounder a lot. So I'm just so grateful for your example and for the, the deep love of Christ that you've shown me. Um, yeah, so many aspects of God has been revealed to me in your warmth and hospitality. Um, we're seeing me as a valid part of this congregation, as, as a contributing part of this congregation. Um, just want to share some fun memories of the ways in which um, you've shared your love to me. Um, I remember fondly watching um, the March Madness final basketball game at the Luckies. It's a fun memory. Um, I always look forward to the athletics potluck where you host all the athletes um, playing nine square. That was really fun. Um, I enjoyed my year with a small group. That was a really cool experience. I really value older mentors in my life. Um, and uh, that small group was really important to me last year. Um, I've enjoyed the Kaleidoscope Sunday School class, and um, especially the kids in WKFM, and being able to drive for um, Meals on Wheels as well, just being able to get to know this amazing community. Um, three minutes and 45 seconds, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I do want to... Uh, 
honor Charlie and Connie Smith's example of hospitality and showing the love of Christ in my life. I've never um, been so loved and been able just to um, go and experience the love of Christ in their home. And um, it's, it's the small things that matter. And I want to let you know that you don't have to entertain us as college students. Um, you don't have to be cool to love on us. Um, just invite us into your home and, uh, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be able to speak much more on that up here, but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then last year, I remember being part of a conversation before Sunday school about um, fo folks in the church were just discussing programming for college students and how can we get more involved in our college students' lives. And honestly, I thought to myself, you don't have to. You don't have to have any sort of programming for us. You do an incredible job already, and it's just the small things that matter. Um, if you see a college student, just inviting them to sit with you in, in your pew, that's a huge thing. Um, asking them when their finals are and praying for them and then following up. Um, yeah, inviting us into your home again. You don't have to entertain us. Just talk to us. Um, yeah, we need you in our lives, and we need you to share your stories and your wisdom. And, um, yeah, just keep saying hi. appreciate that. Um, to the college students in the room, I would just say, make the effort to get to know this community. I'm from the suburbs, or I grew up in the suburbs, and uh, honestly, it, it kind of weirded me out at first, the small town feel, um, and seeing professors here at church, and then at school, and then walking their dog, and I was like, whoa, like, how am I supposed to act, or what, what do you say when you see somebody you know at church? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's been such a cool cool experience and so wonderful, a goldmine of opportunity just to be built into. Um, yeah, and I, I think I took that for granted, and uh, I'm going to really, really miss that. Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just want to uh, ask for your prayers as I leave. Um, it's definitely going to be a grieving process leaving here, which I didn't necessarily expect. Um, so, prayers that we would transition well as students, um, yeah, that we'd be able to keep in touch with, with people who, who can continue to build into us, um, yeah, prayers that we would really be able to sense the loss, because when something hurts so much to leave, it means that it's really made an impact, and yeah, it's worth it, so again, thank you, I'm grateful, and uh, yeah, I hope you know that you mean so much to me. And uh, I'm never going to forget my time here. So thank you. Please stand as we sing together. I stand before
morning, everyone. Um, as many of you may know, and like um, Pastor Shea um, introduced me, my name is Bjorn Webb, and I have been attending this church since I was born. Uh, this is the church that I was uh, dedicated in and baptized in as well. Um, so this church holds a, a real dear place in my heart. Um, it's been a true blessing to um, have uh, the opportunity to worship here and grow here um, alongside all of you. Uh, the past four years, I've been attending Houghton College. Um, and uh, now I'll be graduating, and uh, I will be graduating, like he said, with a, a BS in business administration, um, and I've had the best, most fruitful, and um, probably the hardest years of my life. Um, 
So there are many things that I've learned in my four years, uh, but I wanted to share this morning specifically uh, about how my faith has strengthened and how my trust in Christ has developed uh, during my time at Houghton. And I figure since Rachel thanked you all, I don't really need to. So thank you, Rachel. Um, so when I started as a freshman, um, I wanted to control my life. Um, I'm a planner. Um, I get that from my mom. Um, thank you, mom. Um, and uh, I, had, I basically thought I had it all figured out. Uh, within my first two years, I changed my major three times. So clearly I didn't have it all figured out. Um, I found myself being overwhelmed and uh, worrying often about what my future was going to hold, uh, where I was going to be in five years, where I was going to be in 10 years, uh, where I was going to be in 30 years. Uh, uh, It was something that was really just on my heart all the time. I wanted to figure it out, uh, and it was really hard when uh, things didn't go as planned. Uh, There was a passage that uh, has been familiar to me, uh, but it really took form and meant so much more uh, during my first two years at Houghton, Uh, and this was Proverbs 16.9, and I did write it down, so I'll get it right, Rachel. Um, It says, in their hearts, uh, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Uh, And this became clear to me as I was trying to establish my own steps um, through life, that uh, this is, the the Lord has uh, this plan. Uh, The lesson I learned was this, that if you follow the Lord's plan for you day by day and week by week, uh, basically in uh, the short term, then the future, uh, in the future, you will be where he wants you to be as well as who he wants you to be. Uh, and uh, I play tennis, and um, this is something that I've uh, really enjoyed about the game of tennis is that uh, I think it applies so much to life, and I could talk for hours, so I won't do that about this, Um, but briefly I want to tell you that in tennis um, you can control um, each shot that you take and each point, Uh, but if you worry about the whole match and whether you're going to win the game or that set, um, then you will start to lose points. And when you lose points, you get behind. And when you get behind, then you lose um, the match. So in tennis, uh, my mentality is next point. I just focus on the next point. If I can win the next point, then I, if I keep doing that, obviously I will win every single point and I'll win the match. Um, obviously, I don't win every point, but I try to. And um, that's the mentality I have going forward. Um, and that's really helped me in life as I move forward as well. Uh, so, during my time at Houghton, I added a communication minor, and I took a few of Dr. Gardy's classes, and we talked about the importance of and the role of active listening. Uh, at first, I was simply applying this to and thinking about this in terms of my relationship with my friends and family, which obviously is very important, and that's where it can be applied. Uh, but one day in class, uh, in one of my other classes, I was thinking about this, and it dawned on me that these communication principles we were talking about, uh, they apply just as much to our relationship with God. And uh, each and every day, the, the Lord is seeking us. Um, he is the one that seeks us. And uh, he's speaking to us in many ways each and every day. And um, it, I asked myself the question, uh, am I actively listening to God? And what does that look like? Uh, does he... Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that I believe my mom sort of called this when I was younger, uh, selective hearing, uh, that I sort of, the Lord always, or she, she always speaks to me, and I only hear what I want to hear, and I think this is true, um, when the Lord speaks too, oftentimes we, uh, we sort of hear what we want to hear, and take away what we want to hear, and, um, that's what I was doing early on in my college career, I was hearing what I wanted to, and going in the direction I wanted, um, so, asking myself the question of how can I be an active listener when God speaks. Um, and I think the, the key here is the word active, which implies that you are doing something. There's an action that's being taken. Um, and uh, while uh, we are doing 
it's, yeah, it's about what we are doing daily to open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to um, hear what he is saying. Uh, over the last year or so, I've started to um, really understand how to do this and have um, been really starting to open up my heart and mind to what the Lord has been telling me about um, how I can use my gifts and abilities uh, moving forward for, um, to benefit God's kingdom here on earth. Uh, it's been hard, and I obviously don't do it perfect, but um, I've really started to be able to hear the Lord and what he's telling me. Um, that was the first big step, was to be able to hear. Uh, then it took me a while to really listen to God. And uh, we all know there's a difference between hearing and listening. Um, hearing is basically taking in um, the sound with your ears, and listening is being able to apply it and understand uh, what really you have heard. Um, so, as I said earlier, and was mentioned, I will be graduating with a business administration major. Uh, but over the past year, the Lord has really put a desire on my heart and a call on my heart, I believe, to uh, go into ministry. And I've heard this for a while now, um, but uh, it's only since recently that I've begun to really listen to God that um, I could have uh, been moving forward with this. Um, and this is where I'm moving forward from here in faith. And... Um, that this, uh, this is where my strengths and gifts will be best put to use. And every day I feel affirmed that this is where um, the Lord wants me to be. And um, I don't know what five years will look like, but I'm trusting that uh, where I go the next year or next two years will sort of help me plan that out, and I can figure it out from there. Um, I am confident that the next step um, will be made with God as my guide and not my own pre-constructed plan for my life. Um, and that is very, very freeing to have that uh, weight lifted off of my shoulders. Uh, so I still struggle each day to really listen to God. Uh, the world is loud and busy, and it tells you a lot of different things. Um, and it can really be hard to hear at times. Um, and this is why I believe active listening is so important here. Uh, being able to actively listen to God is something that a lot of my friends and I struggle with. Um, and there's so much, because there's so much more going on around us. Uh, my prayer request that I will leave with you all today um, is for me, my fellow classmates, and today's youth. Um, and I guess it also applies to you as well. Um, but it is that uh, we can learn how to listen to God. Um, I would like to also challenge you to evaluate how you are actively listening to God in your own lives. Um, thank you. Well, both of them have been preaching at us, and I hope we're listening. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Bjorn. We're going to come to in a moment to a time of prayer, but I just want to exhort us, kind of follow up on what they said, that uh, we don't need to be afraid of college students. Uh, we need to embrace them. We need to welcome them in our midst, and it's uh, something that Houghton Church has had the privilege of doing almost since its first existence, although... You know, it wasn't right when the college was thriving that the church started. The church came first, actually. But uh, I'm not 100 years old, but I I'm, can honestly say for 100 years, this church has been about college students. I grew up in this church till fourth grade, and um, as a little kid, I just looked up at college students like they were, you know, almost gods. Uh, I watched them play sports, and I heard all about them. And, of course, in those days, many college students stayed in our homes. The men, anyway, were all in homes. There were no dorms. And I'd hear about these people. And then as I got older, I'd find that some of them were missionaries in the farthest corners of the earth. And, you know, it's just amazing. We have this privilege as a church to be with these young people during these four critical years, five for some, <laughs> six for some, <laughs> with grad school, and to connect with them. 
And then for the rest of our lives, they're our friends and we follow them. And it's so neat to see some of you doing that. And all of us have this privilege. And so I just want to encourage us that this is, this is one of the greatest privileges of Houghton Church. And I want us to, to do more. I get all agitated as, quote-unquote, college pastor. And I have a great committee. Lori Dashnow is here, and she'll be praying. And in the other services, some of our committee members, and we always can take more. But it's not about programs. It's about embracing and loving these people. So we are at the potluck today, which everyone's invited to, not just seniors and not just the people that cooked, because you can go and buy hot dogs at the store and bring them if you want to between services. But uh, just come to the potluck. We want a fellowship, and we're inviting folks there to, to sign up and share a little information as families and as college students for next year to have more of an adoption program of... Uh, inviting students into our lives and into our homes. I have a scripture that uh, is on my little gift that uh, our committee has, has going to give to the seniors. Philippians 1, verses 9 through 11. And I'll put it this way, it's plural. It is our prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory of his praise. We're giving a little tiny gift, two mini books that meant a lot to me growing up and in my college years, My Heart, Christ's Home, and the other one by Paul Little, who was one of my mentors in seminary, affirming the will of God. Two very important things in the lives of college students and all of us. One, that we open our hearts completely to Christ and grow in him. As these folks have shared, there's a maturing process. It even includes ups and downs and doubts and failures. But then we stretch and grow. And So opening every corner of our lives to Christ and then, of course, just walking step by step, as you brought up so well, point by point, in the will of God. And so that's going to be our prayer for these students today. What we're going to ask, and this service may not have many seniors, but in each service we'll have seniors come forward and just stand in front of the altar. So boldly, some of you come, and then the rest of us who would like to, just come stand around them. We've asked several people to pray over the seniors, but you're all welcome to come, and then we just uh, will close out with a song. But seniors, if you're graduating, come on up. And some of the rest of you can just gather. Who do we have? We have one, two, three, four, at least seniors. Lori, here's the mic. You can lay hands on them. Lori's going to pray. Jeff Abbott's going to pray. And then Pastor All of us joining in. This is a blessing for graduates written by Father Michael Graham. Let us unite our hearts in prayer and entrust to the hands of our Almighty Lord those who will soon be graduating. May God, who began this good work in you, carry it through to completion, enabling you to use your talents to the fullest. May God give you the grace to make wise choices and to be faithful to your commitments, always confident in the support of those who love you. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you will live deeply and fully. 
May God bless you with righteous anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you will work for justice, equality, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war so that you will reach out your hand to comfort them and help change their pain into joy. May God bless you with a foolishness to think that with him alongside, you can make a difference in the world, for the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and then you will do things which others tell you cannot or should not be done. May your meekness and boldness, your humility and wisdom be a gift to the world, And may God's spirit be with you always. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for these lives before us. Thank you for bringing them to this place in life. We're proud of them and proud of what you've accomplished through them. We're thankful for their successes and failures and that you've been with them and that you promise to always be with them. Lord, as we sang this morning, we were made for so much more than ordinary lives. We were made to thrive. Help these future graduates to thrive. Help them to know your heart and to seek to show your love to the world. May your grace abound in their lives as they end this chapter and look forward to the future plans you have for them. We thank you for all who have influenced them, who have taught them, who have modeled Christ-like faith for them. Thank you for all of the lives that they have influenced. People who uh, have come alongside them and behind them, and you've given them the privilege to, to bear witness of your faithfulness in their lives. We thank you for families who have loved them and supported them. And we thank you, Father, for the ways in which you have enriched us in this church by bringing us together in worship and in life. As each graduate moves to the next stage of life, we pray that you would fill them with the the presence and the fullness of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that, that you will give them your heart and your mind. Lead them in the ways that they should go. Give them hearts and minds that desire to trust you and desire to be faithful to you, desire to give a full allegiance of their lives to you. And may they know wherever they go and whatever they do, may they know your living presence among them. Help them to know that they are, they are your children, dearly loved by you. And we pray, Father, that you will clothe them with all the fullness of who you are. We pray, Father, that they will know your faithfulness in their lives, that the things that they have learned and encountered and done and experienced in this church and college and beyond, that that will be planted deep in them, that they would be your agents of grace and truth and mercy and love in this world that needs you. Send them forth in your spirit. And we pray this through Christ Jesus. Amen.
please stand as we sing. Receive the benediction. With the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.